Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fire Things Club is traveling to the Winter Court to confront Queen Mab in the hopes of finding the ancient flute. After quickly dispatching a beholder in spectacular fashion, our group entered Arctis Tor, the winter side of the Feywilds. There they met Mortar, the winter version of Porter, and talked him into helping them with their task. They decided to take a shortcut to the Winter Court through Shadowfall, a colorless, featureless landscape only found in the darkest, most sinister parts of the Fae. When crossing a bridge over a river of lost souls, Geriad was drawn into a tower by a shadow assassin and trapped with flesh-eating maggots, which brings us to tonight's session. And I need everyone to roll initiative for me. Yes. Well, <laughs> I got a 26, by the way. Okay. Oh. So you'll be taking half the damage from these flesh-eating maggots. Oh, good. Oh, flesh-eating maggots? Ew. 13 Ew. for Velvet. 13? Nine for Sai. Sorry, Velvet, was it 13? 13, yeah. Okay, thank you. Nine for Sai, okay. 10. 10, okay. I got a 10 also. 10 also. And then Geriad? Oh. Am I also rolling initiative? <laughs> You're fighting um, the maggots. I thought I wasn't in combat because I was out of it. We'll deal with you once you exit the that little tower, that little room then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. So I want to do the thing with Geary first. So these maggots all fly at you from the momentum of him slamming the door. And Geary, from the they begin to bite into your flesh. And you're gonna be taking nine piercing damage. Since you succeeded, it gets halved. But as soon as they're done feasting on you, they just fall to the ground and then dispel in these little spurts of shadow. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike. Ooh. Um, I move like the wind until the spell ends. Your movement does not provoke. Opportunity of attack. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I can also give myself an extra 1d8. If I hit someone with it... Uh, whether I hit or miss, my walking speed increases by 30. So like if I dash, like, <laughs> so if I dash, okay, if I dash right now, so 60, that that's doubled right now, right? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no. It adds 30, right? So it'd become 90? Yeah, it would be 90. So if I dash, I can move up to, I think it's 90 feet. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and uh, my movement does not uh, deal opportunity attacks, so I can deal an extra d8 of force damage. 
if I hit someone. So I'm going okay. to cast that, and I'm going okay. to get out of there. Dash out. So this door, it, as decrepit and off its hinges as it looks, I need you to make an, athle- an athletics roll for me. Or actually, I'm sorry, can you please make a strength saving throw? Yes, yep, yeah. So that's a 12. 12, okay. So you go to smash through this door, and immediately when you go to hit it, this force damage immediately repels you back and hits you again, and it does not break, and you take another whopping one force damage. (laughs) Okay, so I take the force damage. All right. Okay. So, for initiative, first we have the Shadow Assassin. So he is nowhere in sight right now. He takes the hide action as a bonus action right off the top there for hide. Oh yeah, okay, so no problem. He instantly disappears after he goes into the ground. You have no idea where he is. And then suddenly he appears right from the side of you and he's first going to go to attack. Uh, Who would be behind Gyriad? Or I mean, in front of Gyriad in the marching order. Velvet was probably in the middle because uh, trying to keep everyone as warm as possible. Yeah. Who who Mm -hmm. went to grab me? I think it was Lena, right? Yeah, that so was. I guess it would be like Gary, yeah. Lena, Velvet, Sai, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bree, and then our dude the, up in the front. Yeah, I can be. I can be okay. next to Gary. That's fine. Okay, so this shadow assassin immediately jumps out of the ground. Its legs are curled in the air, like in a kung fu mm. pose, and it takes out these shadowy blades from its back and immediately goes to make one slash at you. Um, does fourteen hit? Nope. Okay, so the first slash immediately misses as you raise your axe and meet its blade. And it, as shadowy as the blade looks, it lets off this ting! And it's, it's super, Ooh. super hard. It's, it feels like a normal blade. And then he goes to make a second slash at you, Lena. Oh, and that's worse than the first one. And now that you're not surprised at all, he goes to make a second slash and you dodge out of the way. Now, that was the Shadow Assassin. Next is Velvet. Okay, so based on what's going on here, um... Like, this kind of, like, little room alcove, like, can you kind of re-explain to me the topography as to where I am, Avery, and how much room we have to play with? So the bridge was 60 feet across. You guys just got a little over halfway. So that room, now that you're looking at the Shadow Assassin in the direction of where you came, is about 15 feet off to uh, the right side of the bridge, and the door is currently closed. And it's this small tower that is closed at the top, very small. Um... And the shadow assassin stands in front of Lena. Okay, so so he he's on the kind of the half of the bridge that we've already been on. Yes, correct. Wonderful. Okay, so hmm, Velvet's gonna look around and go. I think we gotta blow the bridge and get off as fast as we can. I'm kind of in this like breaking rocks mood today. Anyone notice that? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Avery, just to be like this guy, like, did he? teleport next to Lena or sneak up? Like, did she know how he got there? Because he wasn't there and then he was there. Roll perception for me. Just because this kind of, I would relay this information to Velvet in case he can teleport because then it won't really Mm -hmm. matter. Or rather Um, investigation, I'm sorry. Investigation? Oh, that's not as good. Oh, no, it is. 16. Okay, so when he disappeared, you saw a shadowy figure slink into the ground and it's, and it erupted back out from in front of you. So he's not disappearing and reappearing um, like, he's like by teleporting. Traveling. He's traveling yeah. in a shadowy figure. He he can move like through cracks and very small tight spaces. That's how he's getting around so fast. Okay, I kind of relay that to the group I say. It seems like he can uh, move between cracks and, and small spaces, so that might be a good idea if we can make the gap big enough. 
Good to know. Um, so Velvet uh, jumps off the bear and tells the bear, um, just give your body a good old slam down on on this bridge, buddy. And for for my turn, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this works. Because he's a shadow figure, I'm gonna cast my cantrip dancing lights and f- and force them like to mm. swirl around him, trying to give him no area to manifest as a shadow. Basically, Ooh. like I'm, tr- I'm trying to cast so nice. much light that there is no shadow around him. Genius! Mm-hmm. I love it. Perfect. Hell yeah. That's great. <laughs> so I gotta do like a I'm backflip. I'm so proud of you right out, now. Yeah, I, I gotta do like a backflip, send out my cantrip, and tell the bear to give the bridge like a body slam to, to start to start the cracking process. Okay, have your bear roll athletics for me. And as he does that, yeah, these dancing lights come out and immediately surround him and cast harsh light on him. Now, it's not sunlight, so it doesn't have any further effects on him, but it removes the dim light or darkness around him, so he cannot anymore take the hide action as a bonus action. Hey, okay. Nice. Um, so this is athletics. So would that be, uh, what's the what's the thing that I'm rolling for? Um, is it strength? Yes. Strength, okay. That's the bear's... Oh, boy, that's 21. Okay, so it's going to take a lot to get this bridge to start to fall, but you rolled high enough that the first of three, we'll say, passes you would need, it starts to crack the bridge, and you see a a piece of it to your left fall down into the foggy water below. And, Girid, in your tower, you feel even the shake of this bear as well. And (laughs) the room you're within, a small crack forms, and a piece of the floor beneath you falls into the foggy river as well. Not where you're at, so no save, no nothing, but you see it's falling apart as well beneath your feet. So basically, Avery, would you say that now we can see like a really clean hairline fracture as to what to use as our weak point? Yeah, it'll it'll take three successful passes of the bear's athletics to make it to go down. Sure, sure. Okay, cool. So that was the first. All right. Um, Any movement, Velvet? Um... Velvet's gonna head towards that door and try to open the door to to get Gyrid out because uh, he cannot be in there when this thing goes down. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so you go to the door and how do you want to open it? Uh, I guess you're just gonna give like a. Anyone in there? <laughs> Come on, time's wasted, buddy. <laughs> um, he tries to like throw his body against it, but I assume it's just gonna be like. Ugh, okay, <laughs> I gonna... need you to make a strength saving throw. For oh, me. he's no. This is not Vel- <laughs> this thing. Um, strength saving throw. Oh dear. Uh, that's a five. Okay, so you go to throw your body into this door, and immediately the door repels you back with this force damage and sends you off your feet a bit for two force damage. Fuck! Okay, uh, Gideon, maybe push while I pull, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next after Velvet. Um, oh, Lena and Bree, you guys both rolled tens. Who has a higher deck mm-hmm. score? Mine's only plus three. Okay, so Lena, you're going to go first. Oh. Cool. Hmm. Uh, okay, so this shadow dude is in front of me. The dancing lights are there. Um, she's going to rage and I think try to grapple this 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 uh, this oh. thing. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> if she can, <laughs> that's a, oh no. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's do it. <laughs> he's fully formed in front of you right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah, right. he's, that's that's the only reason I think. Uh, yeah. Do it. Okay. She has advantage on strength uh, save checks. All right. So roll athletics with advantage, and I'll roll his acrobatics. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, why did I do so bad? That's a 16. Okay, he rolled a dirty 20. So you go to grapple him and your arms just pass right through his misty body and you don't be able to get a, you aren't <sighs> able to get a hold of him. She's like curses and then gets out her great axe. All right. So after Lena, Bree. Um I'm going to try to cast a fireball at the shadow creature. All right. Roll the hit. Does a 17 hit? 17 does hit. Okay, perfect. So that would be yes. 7 damage. Okay, so you cast this firebolt, and even your firebolt passes through his shadowy body. You see part of it erupt in mm. flame, and you determine that fire damage is only going to do half damage from that. So he's going to take mm. three. All right. Any movement or bonus uh, actions? Um, yes. As a <laughs> yeah. bonus action, I'm bringing out my spiritual weapon. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm bringing out my emerald green greatsword. Boop! There she is. Your greatest <laughs> companion in any combat encounter. Alright, Sai, you're up, buddy. Uh, he casts Knock on the door. Oh, okay. Yes. So, let me just reread through Knock to okay. make sure I have the full oh. understanding of it. 60, 60 foot range, and uh, I can choose the object. Because I saw that um, Velvet tried to unsuccessfully open the door. Mm. So I, I'm kind of thinking that there's some sort of, uh, regardless if it's an arcane lock or not, I can I can hopefully open it up. Okay, hell yeah. So you cast knock on this door, and immediately this erupting knock sound <laughs> emanates from the source of the door. And even in Shadowfall, it echoes even louder and longer <laughs> due to the terrain. And yeah, the door opens right open for you, Gary. You are you are no longer contained by that door. Gary! I I I uh, I, I, I pace right out in anger as my um I um <laughs> my uh, mark is glowing on my eye now, and I send the raven towards the um towards the monster now. Sick. So how I'm gonna have this happen is you're gonna go right after the. I'll have you go um, I'll have you go in initiative before the shadow assassin. Sweet. Okay. Since uh, we had your whole thing in the beginning, I feel like that makes the most sense. Um, all right. Any uh, movement, Sai? Um, how close am I? To, how close am I to the shadow monster? Ten feet away. So, ten. Okay. I'm gonna. Mm, I'm gonna back up. Maybe another ten feet. No problem. <laughs> all right, so like, you... like towards the the exit, the way we're going. Yes. Yes. So you're twenty feet away from the shadow assassin now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, after Sai is. The Yeti. Damn Shadow not mess with friends! And he runs up and he's going to... So first the Shadow Assassin needs to make a constitution saving throw, which it failed. So he's going to be taking half of 3d6 damage because he's also resistant to cold. As the, the Yeti slams his feet down and releases this yell and his eyes almost turn this steely blue color and this cold emanates from his roar and encompasses the shadow assassin and you can see parts of his shadowy figure turn to frost a little bit as he's trying to shake it off and move so the shadow assassin's gonna take half of 19 so that'll be eight let me just record that then because he failed he's paralyzed for one minute he oh. can repeat the saving throw at the end of his turn. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sick. So he's paralyzed okay. for a minute, and then it's going to take its two attacks with its claws. Wait, if you're paralyzed, what does that mean for the attack? Let's see. 
any attack that hits the creature that is within five feet is automatically a critical hit. Wow. And what? the attacks roll with wow. advantage. Wow. So oh, the nice. first attack hits. You're about to feel really powerful, everybody. The second attack hits. So crit damage on that will be... So two attacks, 4d6 plus 8. So 24 slashing damage plus another 2d6 cold damage halved. So plus another four cold damage. Okay. So he claws this thing, and this thing is taking cold damage. It had the gaze. It is smashing through. And uh, and if a shadow could start to look bloodied, so below half of its health points, <laughs> it's starting to look bloodied. Next up is now top of initiative with Gyriad. Okay. So I, uh, I, um, I send Mimic over, and what I want to use Mimic for is Mimic Cry, and uh, it has to pass. Oh... What is it again? It is not perception, is it? It has to pass a wit. Yeah, it's a wisdom actually. It's a wisdom of 10, and I want it to constantly distract the beats and make him think that there's someone behind him at all times and keep him still. Hmm. Okay, my friend, he failed. Alright, so while mm -hmm. he's distracted, I can make one shot right now. And that is a 29. Um, so if you're within five feet of him, which I don't think you are yet, um, it's a crit. Oh, right. I'm not. But no. um, you have advantage on your hit as well if you want to try to roll for the crit. I did not get great. Okay, so and... it still hits for sure. <laughs> what kind of what kind of enemy is this? Would it be a uh... undead? Oh, okay, so I did not get that. No, it's a 27. 27. Okay. Are you? Do you have two attacks, or is that just the one? Ah, uh, well, I, I, uh, well, the thing is, I used an. Oh no! Oh no! I, oh, I do get two attacks. Yeah. What I'm saying, yes, yes, I do. I just hmm. forgot that rule. Um, I got fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, will actually just hit. That's its oh, AC. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I was not expecting <laughs> that. That's a twenty-three. How do you want to do this, Gyriad? So, um, as I, as I come out in anger with, uh, with my mark on my eye, I, I speak in Dwarvish, uh, to send Mimic to distract him. As he turns around in distraction, I take two arrows and shoot it right into the back of its head, uh, and as it collapses. And these are the first attacks that sink straight into its shadowy body. And you see under the shadows is this strange, deformed, sort of skeletal anatomy with these weird black veins wrapped around the bones and almost half of a nervous system going up its spine and this horrible grotesque elongated face and it crumbles to the ground before you guys and the bones go fly uh rolling in all separate directions lena picks up a bone no, just... god <laughs> damn it okay so femur I'm of a shadow a assassin of... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck hilarious guys i have like a list of like eight things now it's so funny <laughs> i know so mortar turns to your group and says see no sweat thank no you sweat more. hey Gyriad, nice uh nice hits mm -hmm. thank you you as well as the mark kind of like fades it's still there but it's not like glowing anymore as he calms down yeah yeah, Lena like comes out of rage at the same time her eyes go back to normal. <laughs> just just in case, uh, Velvet goes, I think we need to topple this bridge. What if something follows us? 
Listen, with all these like creepy monsters running around, I think covering our backs is more important. People can rebuild it. It's fine. How? But shortcut. I'm sorry, friend, but this proves that anyone who walks this area is in potential danger. We need to save them. We took care of it. For now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what if, what, what if, what about this? What if we make the gap big enough for a normal sized person to not be able to cross, but he, and she points up to Mortar, could still get across since he's so tall. Yes, we get it, Lena. Velvet just rolls his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... No, I'm not... Oh, my God. (laughs) Mortar says, Oh, fine. Get rid of Bridge. Mortar, take a long way from now on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess just because it's not in a fight, Velvet's bear, just to save everyone, like, magic, just kind of gives, like, four or five, like, big old stomp downs just to break (laughs) enough of the middle off. The bridge collapses down into the fog and releases splashes of foggy matter of sort. And you, you guys know the sound of, like, the jar of like a thousand soldiers from Kung Fu Panda and like what it draws is like <laughs> like that sound effect just imagine that like like that sound of all these souls getting tossed briefly up and then back into the river uh, ah, and goes well that was all in a good day's work everyone exercise to bridge not too bad he hops back up on his bear and like like brother bear like all the way dun, 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 all the way I feel like that's the theme song he's got in his head and he just keep you know just goes <laughs> Tell everybody and I'm Cy on follows. my way, and I'm loving every step I take. <laughs> we very close, just up this hill. And it seems to be the same sort of landscape that you walked down, this stone-like valley that is just shadowy reaching into the area b- before you. Hmm. So Sai says to the group, Okay, so we have to have a plan. I thought... Didn't we make one? We're splitting up. Well, yes, yes, but, 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 uh, Mortar, um, can, what can you tell us about the court? H- how do we get in? Are there other entrances? Are there other secret entrances in the way, wait, inside the, the, um, court? Winter court, single building, one large room, no windows. Um, I shit you not, I, I wrote this before. <laughs> um, no windows, um, dark, cold stone. Like very rectangular, um, oh. one way in through front entrance. Hmm. It Sounds is like more like <laughs> Parliament building than living quarters. Hmm. Hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of any uh, secret entrances? Anything that uh, may not be well known? Mortar, <laughs> mortar, never seen r- r- roof. Oh. Could so look you're saying there, that there might least. be a, an entrance on the roof. Hard could... to say though, because inside a building, ceiling all shadows, with snowfalls cannot see ceiling. Not sure if go through roof would go through through, you know. You, you said you said there's a window. Could you not levitate someone up to the window and? and no, there's no, there's no windows. windows. Sorry, there's listen, no ro- <laughs> listen, Lena. I'm, I'm no sorry. windows. One big entrance no, and no got windows. It. Got, but is there windows? And then she smiles and she's like, "I'm just kidding." 
<laughs> Not fooling us. You <laughs> meant it. Yeah, I, I know. I know. And she like. Oh, just he got s- you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She like shoves Velvet a little bit. She's like, stop. She's full dry roof. Um, could, could, could maybe bribe front entrance guard to let you in privately. Uh-huh. You will bribe the front entrance guard. Uh, oh. <laughs> Roll persuasion, I guess. <laughs> I was just questioning more. So. Oh, it was a okay. I thought you were saying do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mortar could try. Do you, do you know the entrance guard? Do you know what he likes? Food. We could also kill him. Well, well, also yes, true. There's yes. only one. Um, he he is small, red hat creature, uh, gnomish looking, uh, always yelling and screaming. Velvet, mm. have you been here before? No, no, it's <laughs> it's way too cold for me, baby. Are you kidding me? I'm a, I'm a grower, not a shower, so I don't like to go in areas this cold. Well, if he's so tiny, can't you just pick him up and like throw? You him? could, yeah, you could just blob him. <laughs> We could throw him into like a tree or a shrub. I could, I could Snow. shrink him. Ooh, you know, like, yeah, you could shrink him and put I him in your pocket. Him? Yeah, and put him in your pocket for safekeeping. <laughs> so then you know that he's gonna be alive. But we'll 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 have him for later. Yeah, if you have questions, you can ask him. That's a really good idea. You could have like a little know. pocket guide. He's like a little. I uh, don't even know what to say. That. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a Martyr. pocket guide. Mortar indifferent, not really friends with Guy, kind of annoying. Well, I guess Perfect. someone's getting shrunk today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this idea is fucking him? ridiculous. You're gonna shrink him? Do it, do it. It's, it's great. I mean, hey, it's someone on the inside since, Mort- since Mortar doesn't really know what's up, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, is he gonna cooperate? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really have a choice. He's tiny in your well, pocket, you know? We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess we'll find out, yeah. You can squish so you guys him. finally exit Shadowfall. The light comes back. It has colors, although very dismal and despairing colors of grays and blues, at least. And you come right out of the valley, and immediately, about 120 feet away, you see the, the Winter Court. And it looks like a fortress. And antithesis to the parliament building of the summer court it's similar in make except all dark cold stone and cast iron instead of gold for accenting you see mortar told the truth there's no windows around whatsoever and you would believe there's almost no life except for a doorman who immediately you could hear shouts in the distance constantly they don't stop <laughs> <laughs> What would you like to do? How far away are we? A hundred feet. Okay. Okay, so Velvet looks back and he goes, all right, we have our plan. Let us go in first because they need to, it needs to look official, right? Mm -hmm. We we, we have to look like everything is all hunky-dory and then you shrink them and you steal in like thieves in the night. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) So we're going to try to get him to let us in first. Well, let me and Lena in. Uh, Sorry, yeah. And then, and then you, you four, right? Yeah, you four. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steal them. <laughs> so let 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 us kind of you know you'll hear me. I will end my conversation with you are a gentleman and a scholar, and that's how you know we're in. Okay, that'll be our clue. Okay. I'll so, yell it really loud. 
So we're hiding on the on the side, waiting to hear. Yeah, I, 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 I would say just just hang tight and, and give them enough time to announce us in and things like that. So again, it looks official. We don't raise any, because if they raise the alarms, they're going to find you in no time. Mm-hmm. Um, Avery, did, is there a place, like, does he see our whole group coming because they have the 17-foot <laughs> coming, walking towards him? You can't tell from this far away. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure if he was yelling at us or something else. No, they seem to be yelps, just okay. random. Okay, and is there places places for us to hide on the side? Yeah, there are snow mounds in this area, and you can see the well-worn path coming from the left leading up to the fortress. But around the well-worn path and where you're standing, there are snow mounds that are at least eight feet high. Okay, so Sime uh, explains that we should go hide behind these snow mounds and try to make our way to the the front of the entrance to the the, the court. All right. Well, best of luck, everyone. I hope it uh, it all goes well. If if bad things happen, uh, Girion, maybe send Mimic to us to let us know, or just let us know in some other way. Or who knows? Like we might scream. hear the alarms be sounded. Yeah. <laughs> I, or or Bree, you can contact him telepathically. Yeah, but only at a certain distance. Uh, Bree telepathically ah, okay. asks Velvet. What can you do if you and Lena are in danger to let us know? Absolutely nothing except run. (laughs) So it's probably if you hear bears yelling, you know that we're in trouble because I still got one more of these bad boys today. And he kind of sing a song. Ooh. Mm? Uh? Uh, Sai. So because Sai would know this, he looks at Sai and he goes, when you hear me sing the song, oh, Asimar, what an ass you are, you know. That <laughs> that we're in danger. Got it. Okay, that was one of my edgier songs. He turns to the group who <laughs> might not know. <laughs> All right, good luck, you guys. It's, it's Stay not safe. my favorite, but that's. <laughs> as we're right. as we're walking, Lena just has to. She uh, as they're walking, the two of them. Lena turns to Velvet and goes, uh, uh, "I got a question for you, Velvet." Yeah, shoot. How do you uh, talk the way you do in a way that people like? What do you mean? Like be charming and sexy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. You see, Lena, to be charming and sexy, you have mm. to learn one thing. That no one is really charming and sexy until you are trying to be, until you're not trying to be charming and sexy. Well, do you know? No one. Um, no. Like, watch this. He turns, like, as as this all happening, like, as they're walking. As we're walking, yeah, and yeah, And he yeah. turns and looks at her and goes, hello, or, and he turns and he looks, and this time he's just, like, not, he's, he kind of gives her, like, the thousand-yard stare, like, just away, and, like, turns his eyes towards her really casually and brushes his hair. <laughs> hello. Do you see the difference? Do I hear this? Do I hear this? <laughs> Who's all walking? To the it's just me and Lena right now. Yeah. Oh, we're, okay. We're oh, Gary like, hi. Hi. Okay. Okay. Let me. Let me. I. I just. I just really. In case you get turned into something like a a squirrel, and it's the fate of our plan rests on my shoulders. I just. I'm really afraid. I'm gonna. It's gonna crumble and burn. Give me a sexy hello right now. Um. Hello. Hmm. 
Okay, well, I am officially unaroused from that, so we got a problem well, here. Thanks. So what you're gonna have <laughs> to do so. is make make mm. eye contact with them, really, really lock eyes with them, make them feel like you are talking to just them and nothing else matters. And if all other things fail, just um, you know, flash them or cut them. Whatever one feels right. Flash of my great axe. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, nope, that, that's your instinct. So clearly cutting them is the thing that you should do then. But that's also, okay. Yep. I will show them my, okay. Yeah, show them your great axe and eye do contact. all the moves you can do. Yes, and make eye contact. Right. Yes, yes. And be very nice. Uh, really, nice. instead of saying yes, say things like indubitably, you know? I don't like that word. Well, okay. <laughs> Actually, here, I'll show you how it's done. And I feel like by now we're probably at our 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 gate, friends. Yeah, yeah. So Mortar's leading the way and the yelps and screams are getting closer and louder. And at this point, you see there's this short gnomish looking creature wearing a red hat and this very thick uh, layered coat and pants. And he's wearing these iron cage shoes that appear to be burning his feet. And you realize that's the reason why he's screaming so much is because there are these iron shoes on him that are constantly burning him forever. (laughs) (laughs) What? What do you want? (laughs) We're going to die. Bella gives him like the smolder and goes, hello. (laughs) Okay, so this isn't working. I Um, thought you said that would work. What? Well, I didn't think it was going to be hooked up to hot pincers or anything. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dear, dear, is is he a gnome? Like, can I tell that he's a gnome? Um, let me, uh, let me bring it up real quick. Is he brethren? Should I address him as hello, brother? Yeah, I guess you could say he's like, the like evil version of like a gnome. <laughs> he has like this big white bushy beard and this this mustache that sticks off of his face and his red hat is like long, kind of like Link's hat from Legend of Zelda. And I'm sorry, what was your initial question? <laughs> oh, I just want to know if he was a gnome because I was uh, and, and, and since I know that he's kind of distantly related, I go like, "Hello, cousin," and I do like a a, a very uh, intricate bow. Fuck! No cousin of mine, what do you want? We are hoping to gain access to this wonderful abode with no windows and speak to your queen. Can't! Why? She's a little busy. I don't care if she's busy, we demand an audience. We are speaking on behalf of Queen Titania. Might we... Uh, well, here, here, sir. First of all, how can we get you out of this? Because I need you a little bit more level-headed here. It is, this is clearly not a good conversation area. Can't. Uh, it's my nature. This is how I live. This is how I die. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? We redcaps, we have iron bound to our feet for a life of pain. That seems so excessive. And that's the that's the literal truth. Redcaps, they just have iron bound to their feet that burns them for their entire lives. Oh my, oh my god. god. That's horrible. Wow. <laughs> Since your life is utter shit, why don't you stop our lives from being utter shit and help us in? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, I, uh, fuck, I just, fuck, I don't care, fuck. That was easy. Just don't tell her I let you and say you overpowered me or something. Oh. 
I'm I'm gonna like play a few strings in my lyre. I'm gonna see like if the magic has any sort of like does it soothe him? Does it help him a little bit? Oh the fuck the heat! Oh it's worse! Oh yeah, no, 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 I thought of that that's a bad idea. Anyways, thanks, pal, and I give him like a yeah, tap the, on his shoulder. As the heat yeah, the heat of your leer burns him more because it brings heat in this cold environment. <laughs> D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still riding in on a bear because I want to make a, a mighty appearance. So we're just going mm-hmm. in, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready, Lita? Um, and she gives you like, tries to give me the thousand yard stare and goes, yes. Oh, that's good. See, you learn from the master and he like points at that interaction, claiming that that's exactly how that should have gone. <laughs> Tell me who. All right. So you guys head in. Now our other group. Sai is going to actually go up. Uh, he's going to kind of whisper to the rest. He's going to say, let me try something. Let me see if I can, I can, uh, see if he, he, he seems like he let in our friends. Maybe he'll let us in as well. So Sai kind of emerges from the, the snowbank and kind of heads in. And, uh, and once he gets within, um, shouting range, he says, hello, friend. How are you? Uh, oh, what do you want? Oh, oh fuck. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, Tell me, what, what, what is what is wrong here with your, your feet? This is the way I must live. This is the way I must die. This is the, how, how, how is this a way to live? Is this a, is this a curse? Is this some sort of magic? I was just born this way. Born this way? Oh, <laughs> goodness. Um, this is all I know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh uh. Well, we, we, we were we were just um, I'm just a, a traveler and and I was wondering if I could come see this this wonderful court here no, I was noticing it from a distance Can't let you in well, Why not? Cuz it's my job to keep you out But we're friends No, we're not Well, we are now. I, I've just met you. You don't know my name. I I cast healing spirit on him Healing spirit. <laughs> I call forth the spirit to soothe the wounded. This oh. intangible spirit appears in a space within five foot cube. I cast it nice. right on him, and um, it constantly heals one plus my spellcasting ability, so it would be 15. He is constantly healed 15 uh, for one. Nice. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. Okay. Nice. So. Yeah, this this spirit that Girid only you can see up here. Because I can't do it. And, <laughs> and like gently places its hand on his back and he's like ah, oh, 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 oh. Sai doesn't really sp- know what's going on but he kind of figures that somebody did something behind him and what? he's like see what is happening well this is 
we're, I'm, <gasps> we're here to help you. Oh. Myself and my... I get down. I get down on one knee and, uh, is it his shoes? Yes, it is. I take his shoes off. Mm. You cannot. They're embedded into his flesh. Oh, God. <laughs> Rough. You have an option. <laughs> I suggest you carry a bucket of water with you everywhere you go. Every time it really hurts, you stick your feet in. Your other option, which is not really an option, is to let us in or I kill you. Mm. I feel so you. I feel so euphoric right now. My you vocal see? cords are so hoarse that I've never, I've never stopped screaming. Here, <laughs> oh. well, you get a respite now. May we go in? Wait, wait a sec. If, if I let you in, is this feeling gonna go away? Yes. No. Um. You know what? I mean, I mean, um. No, and he sort of like shaking his head. Uh, so. <laughs> you know what? He thinks about it. <laughs> yes. Unless you come with us. I, I don't even care. You, this is the best I've felt in my 30 years of existence. Great. Just and I uh, come oh. up. <laughs> and I just keep that on him. Master. Do not call me that. <laughs> well, why don't you have our, our friend Mortar hold him? Okay. Seems like and I throw him to Mortar. <laughs> okay, oh. I'm assuming that, that oh. Bree and Mortar have, have joined us by the... By yes, now. for okay. sure. Yeah, they have a race together. Oh. <laughs> so you guys are heading in? Yeah, let's head in. Yes. Now we have a friend, our gnome friend. Alrighty. So. I didn't have to shrink him either. No, no. You didn't shrink him? No, you're just holding on. Okay. I was waiting for it. Yeah, it there goes so that funny. brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I right. a spell slot. Tiny man who, with his feet on fire in a pocket. Like, what is that? And screams in pocket. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It would have been tiny so, screams. <laughs> Lena and Velvet, you guys enter in long before any of that happens. You still hear the yells of this gnomish creature, this red cap uh, from outside. Um, you enter and this room is much to the same dimensions and structure of the summer court. It is an open concept room with dark stone columns and unlit torches lining them. The ceiling seems to fade into darkness and shadow above you as Mortar described, feeling like you found the bottom of a bottomless pit. And instead of an aqueduct flowing above you, you see lines of dark clouds delicately producing snow, which falls into piles on the ground, creating a walkway with these snow with these snow piles on either side. Hmm. Um, there's creatures of different sizes that plot the room, and they're all fully dressed with full plate armor that is dark blue in color. And through their closed helms, you see that light seems to pour out of their eye slits, like just hmm. little bits of light. Hmm. At the end of the room, in a throne made of ice sits Queen Mab herself, wearing black leather armor that seems to shine and sparkle of its own accord with permanent snowflakes. Hmm. And on her head, she wears a thin black veil that ob obscures her poisonous green eyes. Hmm. Velvet turns back at Lita and says, okay, so uh, we're just gonna wing this. Just uh, follow me. And if I start saying anything stupid, just let me know. You want me to like, punch you in the back of the head? Maybe, I, I mean, wow, weird. Maybe just, like, give me a little tickle on the back or something. I, but I not too tickle. hard. I'm ticklish, and I'm going to start to giggle. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. How about, I, don't like, I don't like that. How about just, like, a poke? I'm just going to poke you, okay? Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. 
So just one quick thing. So we're asking her for the 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 loot. Yes. Okay, the just flute. in case. The, the flute. flute. <laughs> uh, yes, we will ask for the flute and then perhaps inquire what's going on here and and okay. uh, where where our exit is. But uh, okay, just don't get turned into an animal because I'm gonna fuck this up. It's really not on my to do list, but at least I'd be a cute <laughs> animal. Come on. In the middle of your sentence of saying at least I'm a cute animal, you hear her voice <laughs> coldly erupt from the other end of the room. Who are such creatures that invite themselves into my winter court? Whoa, us, hello. And Velvet <laughs> kind of like runs, runs, runs forward, takes a stop and does slow this down. like, <laughs> then he, he starts walking as like in slow motion. <laughs> like, Speed up. Nope, he starts walking a little bit faster. <laughs> now he's like mall walking. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does like a, a very low bow again, like his nose almost touching the floor and I kind of look back at Lena to have her do the same. She tries to mimic his mall walk. <laughs> and then yeah, does yeah. a low bow. Okay. Queen Mab, might I present myself as Velvet Smooth Chords, gnome extraordinaire and bard of renown. We are here to parlay with you on behalf of Her Majesty, Queen Titania. Do not speak that name in my court. Queen T. <laughs> <laughs> of course, mm. of course, of course, Your Eminence. We are here to inquire about a magical flute. A magical flute, you say? Yes. She had mentioned that you, of being of such renown and knowledge, might perhaps know where we would find it. Roll deception. Okay. I'm good at this. Okay. <laughs> he kind of locks eyes with her, with, with her, because again he keeps telling uh, Lita it's all about the eye contact. Uh, that is a seventeen. She says, "You come speaking of a parlay between the two courts that have been at war since the very beginning of our existence." <laughs> she lets out this laugh that fills the room. Velvet laughs what? too. <laughs> when, she la <laughs> when she laughs, she kind of tosses her head back, and I need both of you to roll perception for me. Ooh. Mm. Six. <laughs> uh, 19. Okay, nice. Lena. So you see her veil gets pulled back from her neck, and upon her neck, you see that she wears a necklace that seems to have teeth hung along a black string. And hanging at its center is an eyeball with broken blood vessels leaching out of its red cornea. Mm. And then she lurches back forward, and the veil covers that once again. I have no such desires of ancient possessions, such as these summer instruments. My sights are set upon the future. I am a planner, not a dweller. The past is not so as important as the future that I see. What future do you see, your mighty worship? Enough with the flattery bullshit, smooth chords. Yeah, okay, fine. I see through your charm. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't see too much. Any winks. <laughs> the future as I see is one where ice and cold swallows all. It is only the due course of nature itself which I uphold. But I am patient. I know when the time is to strike. Ice ages are forever on a loop of time. They are inevitable. And inevitably I shall be its queen. It seems like you have a pretty bad security problem, your majesty, since we saved your little gatekeeper from 
these monsters that seem to be all up in your shit, just like the Summer Kingdom. So I think you're in this together more than you'd like to admit. And he kind of crosses his arms a bit more sassy because she didn't like his flattery. You know, little gnome, you are in quite a situation, aren't you? I feel your warmth is great, but not your own. You possess the Crystal Lear. Quite a gamble bringing such an important artifact somewhere so dangerous. And you hear the clattering of all the weapons of these soldiers in these plate armor hit the ground all at the same time and echo throughout the room. Oh dear. <laughs> Perhaps try your best not to melt my snow. She doesn't have them attack you. But she continues and says, Yes, it is true, Arctis Tor has been having its problems of late, but these problems are none of the concern of the Summer Court, my enemy. What the Summer Court does not realize is that I'm dealing with enemies on both sides. There, she is half the queen I am. She deals with half the problems and is so high and mighty on her throne, but <laughs> she's weak. Listen, I don't disagree with you that your rival's a douche, okay? She is... Really, she turned my friend into a squirrel. It was very rude, and she threatened to turn me into worse, and she wants me to give up my leer. It's all its all very selfish. However, I think that this whole war on two fronts thing, now trust me, I'm not a statistician, but I have dated a few of them, and uh, in my travels, I learned that fighting a war on two fronts is literally the worst idea you could ever do. So, how about this? Even if you don't have the flute, I refuse to believe that someone as powerful as you does not know where it might be in your vast kingdom. So, what can we do? Could can, Is there something we can help out with this, this war on two fronts and maybe get back to the good old days where you and Titania just hated each other, you know? Back in the good old days, right? Hmm. At this point, uh, the rest of you enter in the back of the room. And you see the same thing I described before, and as well as uh, as well as soldiers in plate armor dotted along the walls of the room as well. Um, and you see the light coming through their helms as well. Oh, Velvet just turns around like really confused as to this was not even close to the plan. So he turns <laughs> and he gives like the what the fuck hands up in the air at them. So we, we actually had to go into the court like where the queen was sitting. Yes, it is one big open concept room. Right. OK, OK. Um, before I do that, can I cast invisibility on myself? Sure. Okay, I do that. Okay, so size invisible, mortar, gyriad, the little red cap, and Bree all walk in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I let them know I'm doing this beforehand, by the way. (laughs) Okay. And what, what would you guys like to do in this moment? I walk up and say... Where is the silver flute? <laughs> Phil just puts his head in his hands. Oh my god, there goes diplomacy. Oh, I'm sorry, as I bow down. Where is the silver flute? Why do you pester yourselves with such ancient artifacts when there are much greater artifacts to be held? Greater? Ooh. Because we need it. Wait, 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 hold on. What greater artifacts? Like like a better leer? Because I think I'm going to lose this one soon. Hmm. Mother talking sighs, kind of wandering around the room and trying to see if if he can see anything of interest, like if he can see where the the flute is, or, or if he's seeing anything uh, unique about these soldiers around around them. Okay, roll investigation. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, investigation. The... Okay, actually, that's not bad. Um, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, I'll get back to you in just a moment. Okay. 
There are... I might know the location. There is a coven of hags that live in the mountains of Arctis Tour. I can give you their location. For a price. Oh, you had to say What is said oh. price? Bring me Elysia's Kyber Shard. And I will give you their location. Where is the silver flute? It is not in this winter court. My best assumption would be the hags have it. I don't know why, but... Where are the hags? She looks at you. (laughs) And she is visibly angry. Velvet also looks back and gives Geary the like, get out of here. (laughs) And she (laughs) she stands up and she's about eight feet tall. Now, in this moment that she stands up, Sai, yes. you're taking a look around the room. You're having a hard time seeing if there could be anywhere the f- the flute could be hidden, especially since you know that it gives off an aura of warmth. You're just not feeling that, mm-hmm. the same warmth that Velvet gave off from his leer. So you bring your attention to one of the guards, and you kind of sneak up to him. And d- he's wearing this full plate armor. And with a 16 investigation, you realize that this is the same dark blue plate armor that the creatures were wearing before that you faced, except it's mm. heavier and better built and covers more of them. Mm. And you notice that the light shining through their helms is similar to the eyes that you have seen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Sai makes his way back to the, um, the, the uh, I guess, Bree and Mortar and tell, like, kind of, I, I can still whisper in their ear, right? Even though I'm visible? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I, I kind of whisper what I... I perceived uh, to both Bree and as much as I could like to Mortar because he's 17 feet tall so I kind of like tug on his arm and ask him to come down so I could whisper in his ear. Mortar says to you in, in court he, and he seems really alarmed. Not good. Not good. Not good. Should not be here. Be ready. Be on your guard. So the queen stands and says your forwardness is admired dwarf but a little too forward. And she points oh no. her finger at you. <laughs> Again, and here we go. She just casts Hold Person on you. Um, okay. There's going to be no save, though. Like, she casts it. It's powerful coming from her, and you instantly just cannot move. You are held in place. Okay. Can I still speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lena, just, Lena just turns to Velvet with like the oh shit, what do we do? Eyes. Your 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 Majesty. I don't think any of this. I I, I understand that you are. Uh, yes, our friend is a little bit insolent. That's kind of his thing. He does he he doesn't know better. But enough what, with the flattery. And her voice actually changes from the soft voice she had before, and it sounds really gurgled and 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 gross, and and it, it's actually very off putting and you notice that that necklace glows a little bit underneath Lena mm. do we have an accord or not you give me the shard and I'll lead you to the flute Bree is going to telepathically talk to Velvet oh and she's going to say we're not giving her the shards the guards that are around her are the same creatures that we have been fighting since we got here they're the ones that attacked Mortar and they're ones that we fought when we entered the summer court. The velvet kind of just like shakes his head without looking at her, just just to, um, j- just so that he can confirm that he's heard it. And he looks at the queen and goes, "Yes, we have an accord." Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Roll deception for me one more time. <laughs> oh, come on. Dirty 20. Yes. Because yes. it's so high. My deception is so high. Oh, no. <laughs> she stares at you for a moment. Why do I play such silly games with such pathetic creatures? I can find the shard of my own on my own accord. <gasps> and immediately her back splits open oh my God. in this way. And out of her back, um, your your whole person is no longer there, uh, period, as this happens. But her back splits open and opens wide and she's still staring at you with her eyes glowing and her necklace glowing red and everybody can see it now. And the room begins to shake a little bit from the intensity of what is happening. And out of her back, this creature crawls out. And there's this first creature you see is hunchbacked and hump-shouldered and is eight feet tall and at least four feet wide with portions of, like, grotesque gray rotting body and live maggots nibbling at its insides and its face is in this weird screwed-up smile as it stands on the ground. A second creature emerges out and has this shriveled orange skin with wet tangled hair and eyes that burn like hot coals and lands on the other side. And a third creature emerges out of the back of this queen as she's like screaming and smiling and laughing at the same time, uh, the the queen. And this this creature has this leathery green skin and then this pointed curled nose with a giant wart and this long straight white hair. And you guys instantly know that these are the three hags mm-hmm. that have been tossed around and talked it's about so much. Sanderson sisters. Um, <laughs> and the queen, her back closes back up and she falls onto the um, the icy throne once more and she's conscious and seems to just be muttering these weird words and is incredibly pale and her eyes are rolled back. back. Mm-hmm. And the hags stand there and the first one that emerges says, We have a plan in place and we'll be getting a shirt soon. Our fire spawn will cause chaos on Elysia, and once we deliver the shard, we shall have our just reward in the world. The second hag speaks up. The sisterhood shall host the end of days, drinking the blood of mortals out of our celebratory wine goblets. And the third one speaks. The time to launch our attack on Elysia is now. The lyre and the flute are out of Chateau Faria, and they will be of no assistance to Elysia. <laughs> they all turn around to the queen and say come our puppet in unison mother of all shit and horror let's have you betray your very nature and rob Elysia of their prized possession in a frontal attack (laughs) they turn back around and they join hands and begin chanting in this horribly scratchy and malicious voice in their horribly scratchy malicious voices and the ground beneath you suddenly disappears and you find yourself all of you falling endlessly through this hole colors and shadows fly at you and swirl about you in patterns and arrangements almost unfathomable to the human mind until your fall begins to slow and slows and slows and just when you feel like you are suspended in midair you feel your feet gently touch a floor but the ground you are standing on is not visible it feels as if you are firmly standing on air surrounding you near and far on every side of you is somewhat of what 
you would best understand to be an observable universe. Hmm. There are fiery stars, comets of ice, earthly meteor clusters, clusters, clusters of dark matter, as well as a strange sparkling matter that emits a rainbow of gentle color, which we'll call rainbow matter just to be on the same page. <laughs> and above you falling from the eternal darkness surrounding you are wisps of ash and dust, which continue to gently fall into space below you and out of sight. It's hard to tell whether you, in a, you are in a large room or an eternal landscape, as these translucent shapes like glass float and twist like a tesseract around you. Your breath as you breathe crystallizes as it escapes your mouth and joins the gently falling ash in its descent. It is freaking cold, and even your cloaks <laughs> don't seem to be cutting it. Mm. So you guys have five plus your constitution modifier in minutes to escape this place before you begin to freeze to death. Oh my god. Oh no. Shit. In the room in the room as well, sorry. One last thing. In the room as well is a stone archway with seven holes through the stone, and it has many runes encased in the stone of a language of a beyond ancient language that So there're holes holes in the door and there there are runes in the door or are there runes on, like nearby? There are runes in the archway and there are archway. holes in the archway as well. Oh, okay. But surrounding you is like space, comets, stars, yeah. um, meteorites, all floating near and far around you, close enough to touch even, small enough to hold, Ooh. big enough to swallow you. It's it's crazy. What happened? Um, can, can anybody read these runes? Hmm. Um, maybe. No way. Gyriad. Maybe, 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 but maybe not. Um, hold on. So, um, what are the runes? Like, um, uh, are they on anything? Like, what is it? They're on the stone archway. Okay, so double proficiency bonus on history checks concerning stonework. Hey! <laughs> hey <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and, um... That means my history... Where is it? Oh, yeah. There it is. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> okay. Give me one second. So that would be... That would be a 24, Avery. Okay. Oh, nice. It tells you you are in the realm of elemental chaos. Hmm. It is a realm, if you look on like the Wheel of Cosmology, it's the realm outside of the elemental planes, and those elemental planes are outside of the material plane, Feywild and Shadowfall. So you're like outside of the realms of the elemental planes. Mm. Um, and the other thing it, it says is this stone archway is a gate, but the right ingredients are required for travel. So I relay that information. S specifically right. that it is an infinite gate. Infinite gate. The right ingredients. Do we have any idea what those are? Does it say anything? Yeah, does uh, Sai know? Can I do like a, a check to see if I would know what what this is all about? Yeah, make uh, an intelligence check for me. Is my bear with me? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Wait, what happened to the bear? I, I don't think you entered, did you, with the bear? Yeah, I did. Then, then yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you said intelligence. Yeah. Uh, what would, the, um, what would that? Which is just my modifier. Yes. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Um, eighteen. Ingredients. So, Sai, um, you take a look around at the things that are in the realm of elemental chaos, and you think if you can bring it together so the elements are not chaotically everywhere mm. 
you might be able to open a gate two places. Okay. And depending on what you put in those holes, holes you could open yeah. gates to virtually any place within within your imagination, I guess. Mm. Like within the wheel of cosmology. So yeah. we have to control the elements so that they're not chaotic and then do we use those elements to... Well, I mean, making structure of what is chaos right now, if that makes sense. Okay. But that's separate from from uh, putting in the code, so to speak, for this, this gateway, correct? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. You think they're connected. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So I convey this to the group. So we're standing on this kind of like open space. Can I like dip my hand down and grab some rainbow matter? Is that something we could just do? Velvet, you reach down and you literally just pick up some rainbow matter. Holy shit. <laughs> this is so cool. Oh, first of all, um, he puts a little bit of it in like his rust bag of tricks. I want to see if I could do anything with that later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I, just, I just put a little bit of, a bit of rainbow magic in there. Um, All your animals are going to be rainbow colored now. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's actually something that that I do want to eventually do is see if I can upgrade that to like more more animals. But anyways, that's for another day. Um, Velvet, it's just like with this rainbow matter, I want to run up to one of the holes and I look at Gary and I go, "Does anyone of them say rainbow?" Uh, Gary, none of them specifically say rainbow. It seems as if every hole could host anything. Shit, here we go! Velvet just sticks his hand in the hole and drops the rainbow matter in. And what happens? Nothing. Well, that was very disappointing. <laughs> How many holes are there? Seven? Seven. Um, seven? There are, I believe I said seven. You said yeah, seven, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And is the only thing we see is the rainbow matter in the room? Yeah, there's dark matter, rainbow matter. Meteors, uh, comets stars okay. um as well as the ash falling and i believe that's it let me go through my list again there are stars so fiery stars comets of ice earthly meteor cluster cluster why does he keep saying keep saying crusters god <laughs> earthly meteor clusters clusters of dark matter and then the rainbow matter and the ashy falling substance i think we need to put a bit of each one of them in at maybe the same time Mm. Well, we have to there's make seven uh, holes sense and of seven dots. One minute has passed. <laughs> there's there's seven holes and seven different, I think, in this room. Was that seven? Velvet goes to grab more rainbow matter. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have stars, comets, the meteors, dark matter, the rainbow matter, and ash. Stars, comets, mm. meteors, dark matter, rainbow matter, and ash. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's six. Velvet's uh, starting to panic. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, so if you guys want hints, like I'll gladly roll intelligence checks if you guys have uh, yeah. like questions. Yes, I'm and... trying to figure out how to make, like, what does it mean by making sense of it? Making sense of the chaos. It's got to be some sort of order. I'm trying to give you hints without, like, giving All right, you, like, I know we're giving the answer. Oh. Yeah. Investigation. I, um, just a straight... Yeah, yeah, fuck it, investigation. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, it's a dirty 20. Okay, what is your question? Um, my question is, uh, what, uh, what are the... What do the little pieces mean? Like, the little rainbows and the little ashes. Like, what, what does it, like, without giving it away, what does it mean? You know what I mean? Um, with your check of 20, 
you are in the realm of elemental chaos. Elemental stands out to you, and you look around and you see stuff that's hot, stuff that's... Mm -hmm. Like you see stuff that makes up fire, you see stuff that makes up earth. Um, mm -hmm. So you think you think each of these could pertain to a certain substance that makes up the very fabrics of the war of the realms, uh, depending on where you're at. Okay, so I'm just gonna go for something. Giriot says out loud. The elements: earth, wind, fire, mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. He he says in a questioning <laughs> manner. What would make up each? Do we need to create fire and, and, and air and... Well, we know that... Uh, uh... Two minutes. <laughs> uh, what about this? Velvet picks up a sun. Is my, am I holding a sun right now? You are holding a tiny sun. I have fire. Oh, Done. Sun. Check. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lena? Should I put it in? This, is... <laughs> I, this might be stupid. Lena grabs a torch and, out of her bag and says, should we, should we make some fire and see if the elements of fire react to it. Good idea. And uh, and and Sai cast prestidigitation to light the 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 torch. You light the torch and it's instantly snuffed because it's so cold. Oh jeez. Okay. Okay. Um, so well. Sai reaches down and grabs a bit of rainbow matter and a, uh, a bit of the dark matter, and puts it close together. They repel each other like magnets. Dark matter and rainbow matter. I pick both of them up and I try to squeeze them together. Repels like magnets. Great. Okay, we found this opposite. That's what you said. <laughs> After yes. <laughs> so I just did that. That was very enlightening. Oh, was that already? Uh, that, that was already what I just did. Okay, yeah. well then I'm going to pick. Well, I have a son, so I guess. Um, fuck, um, I don't know. What's the opposite of that? There's no water. Sun. Um, try dark matter. Here. I picked up dark matter. Squish them together. The dark matter swallows the the sun, the star. Okay, so that's the rock to that scissor. Um. <laughs> I still don't know what we're doing, but you just tell me what you need me to pick up. Um. Okay. Can I can I do a, a check on the uh, like understanding what making sense of elements would be? Yes. Roll okay. investigation. All right. So that is a twenty-four. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the material plane is made up of stuff like water, earth, wind, right. and fire. Um, other planes, though, um, you deduce that, like, dark matter and this rainbow matter, um, they play a part in certain planes, too. Um, okay. So depending on what you mix together, it could open a gate to specific places uh, by putting it in the holes. By not putting... not like squishing together. <laughs> so like putting the elements that are uh, consistent with a particular realm might get us to that realm kind of thing. So and... wherever you, wherever you guys are want to go, you could make you could like mix the ingredients like alchemy mm -hmm. in in this oh, in this okay, arch. Okay. 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 Sorry, I should have said this way earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to get bad. back to the Feywild? Wild? That's where we want to go, right? So, um, Giriad pipes up. I absolutely agree. We must get back to the Feywild. Yes, yeah. we need to gank these hags. <laughs> They're really ruining the day. Gank. Hags. Gank the hags. Yeah. Escalator, we're running out of time. Yeah, okay. So what do we need to, to ice, ice, to ice, ice, we need ice. Four minutes. Ice, right? Ice? ice, because it's the cold one, right? Yes. Okay, so... Do I uh, see a comet? That's, comet? that's... 
Yeah, yeah, do I see a comet, Avery? Yeah, there, there's stuff all within Boop. reach of I you. scoop out a comet, okay. and I go, okay, this is cold! It's cool. Okay. Ah, ooh, it's like, so ooh, it's we... like dry ice in my hand. Ooh, ooh. Mm. <laughs> I put it in, I guess. Okay, so you put the comet in with the rainbow matter. So instantly, the gate lights up. Oh, and shit. You can see through the gate. And through the gate, you see an, a realm that is all water. There are these giant tsunamis and waves and very few islands, and it just seems like a realm made completely of water. Uh, nope. <laughs> Any other ideas? <laughs> just so I pipe up, I go, um, wait, to put all the ingredients if you want to go to the correct one. Yeah, I think we have to put them all in at the same time. So, so oh, okay, so Fate Wild has, has, has what? Summer and winter, right? So we need hot and cold, right? Mm. Yes. Yes? Okay, I pick up a sun and a comet. Anything else? Well, meteors uh, for Earth, maybe. Ooh, okay. So we don't yes. go to a watery realm. And then so, another, another comet with ice. Wait, do we specifically need air and water? Yeah, is yeah. it just air and water we need for the fate? Oh, I think that like might just, be it. Oh, like I guess just with the wheel. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah. So is just air and just water maybe we try? Yeah, try air and water. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm going to have the... So I, I, I guess with the comet's ice, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to go like... <gasps> and blow air into the hole, too. <laughs> <laughs> is there... Is there an air? Nothing like, yeah, is there anything airish? Is there air? Yeah, yeah is, is there is, anything airish? You guys uh, seem to have a pretty good idea of all the things except one. And the one that stands out to you, like, what the fuck could be air? You kind of look at the ash floating around. Okay, yeah, I was going to say ash, but I Ooh. was worried that would take us into a fire. So we put realm the ice and the ash in at the same time. Yes. There we go. Okay, so just to be clear, what you're putting in is rainbow matter, ice, mm -hmm. or water uh, from the comets, and mm -hmm. air. Mm hmm. Right, yeah, I feel like guys? the rainbow yeah. matter is going to be good because it. We are going to a place that's slightly magical, so it can't be the material plane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll then try it that. that way, and then we'll try it with yeah. Okay. We can try let's it without it. the rainbow matter. Okay. So you guys push those three elements in all at the same time, and the gate shuts down, and nothing happens. <laughs> so let's Damn it. Just, okay. just put. I think, I think the rainbow. Just, matter yeah. Take the rainbow matter up. out, maybe. <laughs> okay. A plane opens up that is somewhat between the air and water realms. But is not the Fate Wild. Oh. Is it? It's the Ethereal Plane. Yeah, the Ethereal Plane. So we need something more. What if here? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So we're gonna take water, air, and then I guess just take take just like a meteor for a little bit of Earth, right? Let's try that. Is that gonna help? Throw mm -hmm. throw throw those in just just to tether us out of that Ethereal Plane. Just why not? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Air, water, and fire. You push it in. Nothing happens. And five minutes has been hit. Okay, what about, so, do we what, want to we, go to Elysium? Is this? Why don't we just do all the elements? All oh my four God, that of would them. probably take us to the material plane or something worse. So at least we'll have the material plane. That's true. I could keep my loot. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, so, we could, we could meet them in Elysium. There's the astral hold, hold plane on, too. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> um, I'm not figuring it out. Who has a constitution modifier of zero? Not me. <laughs> not me. Not me. Not me. None of you. None. Okay, none of you start freezing to death. That's good. Like My that. constitution okay. is one, so don't get me wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right, continue. All right. Um, so what do we have in there? We have... Uh, so air and water, the... clearly, we, we, we want, but we don't know what else to mix it with. Right. Well, should we try earth and fire together? Like, in addition, 
Yes, let's let's do that. So we got uh, air is the ash, fire. We need um, the sun. Yeah, the sun. Yes, very good. So the archway lights up, and you see a gateway to the material plane. I jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see him on the other side? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, Gary, so, it's over um, there. So one moment, really quick. Uh, let me just... Uh, I wanted to get out. Gary, um, so... I love this so much. Let me just open up my map really quick of... Uh, where, where, where are you? Where are you? Uh, I thought we were in agreement, and Gary is definitely point A to B, so... Yeah, that? that's fine. We can I mean, it makes sense. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Gary. Yeah. Do I end up somewhere stupid? You go through and immediately find yourself on this balcony of this beautiful castle. You look around and immediately determine this is not dwarven made, but elven. Mm -hmm. You look around, birds are chirping. There is green grass instead of like stone for the floor. There are trees sprouting out. You look around and you can see a forest way down below from your balcony. And you notice that you are on the island of Elysia. Lena runs out too. She's getting cold. <laughs> and 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 Sai sees that that velvet starting to freeze, and he kind of grabs his hand and and runs in there with him. But, yeah, Bree's gonna fall out. But this good oh, I grab the bear. Come on, it's gonna. <laughs> You're gonna freeze to death. Come on. Put the hags. God. Oh, anyways, yeah, no, like velvet. Velvet goes through, but uh, not not happily. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Porter. So, <laughs> you guys all go through, and immediately this gateway of the elemental realm of chaos, uh, the realm of elemental chaos, zoop, closes behind you, and you can hear the birds chirping. The sun is high up in the sky, and it's a normal sun, not the twilight anymore. And elves begin to gather around you guys, very confused, and keeping their distance, and are muttering amongst themselves. And then you see down this large emerald staircase, this elven man with this large crown with these golden wings extending out of it, another foot in the air, and this beautiful white and gold armor, and this long elven scimitar runs down with his cape flying behind him. He's like, what, what, what is the meaning of this? What, what? How did you get here? Who are you? I say in elvish, hello. We mean no harm. Where did you come from? How did you get on Elysia? It is blocked off from all outsiders. Yes, 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 and 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 um, Sai is also talking in Elvish. It's it's all right. We 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 came from uh, a, a, another realm. We 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 entered. What? The, what's, it, what's it called? <laughs> we, the element. realm of elemental chaos. Yeah, <laughs> the, the plane of elemental chaos. What? Yes, we had Impossible. to escape. We were about to, to freeze. Bri also speaks to him in Elvish and says, "The three hags sent us into the realm." <laughs> Guards, apprehend them immediately, and guards begin to... What the hell is everyone saying, Velvet Sands? Yeah, Lena's, Lena's staring like, what the fuck? You do not want to do... You do not want to do that. He doesn't even listen. The guards just begin closing on you. There's like 20 of them. And just as they go to begin to shackle you and tie your hands behind you, you hear this one guard standing on this tower on the side of the balcony scream, Sire! 
and the king says, what? <laughs> and he says, off the balcony, climbing up. I don't know what it is, but it looks horrible. You're in danger. You, you all <laughs> take a look over the side of the balcony. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it's the frontal assault, Velvet says out loud. Did I bring in, in the little red cap that I brought in with me to the elemental plane? I think we oh completely forgot about him. Yep, we did. Because we forgot about him. You look over the side and you see that there is a shit ton of the far spawn, those creatures you guys have been seeing the whole time, like hundreds of them, and these gates that are open below, much uh, similar to the realm of elemental chaos that opened, and they're just running through all in in these huge masses, and you see as well the hags coming up, looking up to you from Arctis Tor, and they begin climbing on top of each other and creating a human fucking pile mountain, World War Z style, and making their way up the side of the frozen waterfall and they're going to be getting up onto the balcony within minutes and the king says ready the soldiers begin firing on them immediately ready the archers and everybody begins running horns start going out and they all go into battle mode as you guys are immediately left on the side of the balcony looking over at these far spawn why couldn't we have gone to the realm of cocoa butter kisses and orgies what is this but where is the silver flute shit hey maybe it's here maybe um can Forget I? about this silver flute right now. We've got other problems. I th- are, are we tied up? <laughs> no, they left you guys. They're okay, like b- getting ready for war. But, but this is where we will end tonight's okay. session. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, 
Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.